Welcome back. You're watching Stock Picks with us to unpack combined motor holdings. City Lodge and Premier Group is Anthony Clark from Small Talk Daily Research. Anthony, always a pleasure and a good afternoon to you. Yeah, good afternoon from a hot and steamy Cape Town. How are you, Vane? Hail battered Johannesburg. <laughs> I will tell you, Anthony, it feels like Cape Town took our weather and swapped it with uh, your own uh, rainy ones. But uh, it is one of those uh, days. Uh, let's talk about our stocks today, uh, Anthony. Why have you chosen to go with some of these counters today? Yeah, I was asked overnight by a researcher to actually uh, look at stocks that have potentially a festive theme. You know, we're coming up to the end of November. Everybody has had enough of this year. We want uh, something to lighten our spirits and to get ready for the uh, for the Christmas season. And there aren't many stocks listed on the JSC which actually have what I would call a Christmas theme. Mm. So three that I've chosen would be combined motor holdings because they have a very large uh, car rental division. City Lodge Holdings, you know, the uh, synonymous hotel company. And then lastly, Premier Milling, because everybody always wants nice things for Christmas, uh, bread, cakes, and of course, confectionery. Absolutely. Let's start with the CMH and looking at this one. It's a bit of uh, more, it's retail, but it's also uh, the car rental business, isn't it? Yeah, it's a small cap company, market value 2 billion rand. Year to date, it's only up 1.5%, which is actually pretty good performance given that the small cap market is down between 3 and 5%, and its main rival, Motus, is down about 15%. So in a relative valuation, the CMH has actually outperformed the sector and the index it trades in. Uh, its saving grace uh, has been the car rental side. Even though it's synonymous with, uh, with selling cars in this country, it owns Suzuki as an example, um, the inbound tourist market since COVID has really picked up substantially in this country, as we know. Uh, I know it's particularly here in Cape Town, where you can't move for busloads of tourists from every nationality, uh, which is good for the uh, local economy. So as inbound tourists start a flood in, they demand cars. And CMH, unlike many of its other listed rivals, a greater proportion of its profitability actually comes from renting out cars to tourists. For example, in recent interim results, on a near 7 billion rand revenue, uh, only about 7% of revenue comes from uh, car rental, which is quite small. But 52% of profits came from renting out cars, showing you that in a distressed economy where people are not really buying new cars and the second-hand car market is, uh, is not revving as much as it should, people want to go on holiday. They want to rent cars to be independent. And companies in that sector which can offer uh, cars to tourists are doing extremely well. As a comparative, Motus, which is also listed on the JSE, is 106 billion rand in revenue, an 18 billion rand company, but only 8% of its profit comes from uh, car rental, showing you how dominant it is inside CMH and why it's my festive pick for the Christmas season. I must ask you about CMH. We've heard some of their competitors speak about uh, mobility, uh, you know, patterns and ownership patterns changing uh, within South Africa. Could CMH uh, be well positioned to take advantage of that, of leases, longer term leases uh, for people, uh, you know, an opportunity for them in the future, Anthony? That's a great question. Um, up until uh, a while ago, leasing in this country actually wasn't allowed. Um, there has been a moderation in the underlying legislation to enable people, you know, to uh, to follow what's seen internationally, where you actually don't buy a new car. You just pay a monthly fee. And after a certain period, uh, if you stick to within a, a kilometer range, you just trade the car back, walk away or you get a new lease. But in terms of affordability, CMH is also uh, very well placed. Uh, an interesting stat that came out from the uh, 
the NAMSA uh, new vehicle sales and from conversations I've had with Motors and CMH for the last few weeks is that consumers in this country are basically looking for value and 66% of all sales in this country in the new passenger vehicle section is taking place in cars valued between 200,000 Rand and 650,000 Rand. People want value and they want affordability, which means that, quite frankly, margins are thinner uh, because there are much less people out there buying high-end Mercedes, BMWs and Audis. They want Suzuki's, Toyota's, Volkswagen's, you know, uh, Havals, Cherries, etc., etc., which is good for CMH because the more volume they shift, they can uh, actually make reasonable money. But for the larger, more integrated uh, motor companies like Supergroup, uh, to a certain regard, Azida uh, uh, and um, the likes of Motus, they have a diversified stream of high-end and low-end marks. So the margins tend to be hit. So CMH is actually in a very good spot as consumers trade down looking for affordable value. It's very interesting dynamic we are seeing there uh, with our uh, vehicles. Uh, they're, you, they're vehicles they use for hire, do they sell that on a second-hand market? And are there good, better margins there? Yes, that's, again, a great question. You know, for all the new vehicles bought that go into car rental, ultimately they have to be sold after uh, uh, either a one- or two-year period, depending on the frequency of replacement inside the, uh, the vehicle replacement fleet. These tend to go into the second-hand car market, and most of the large rental companies do own their own businesses to market these cars. They know exactly the kilometers. They know how the cars have been treated, well, mostly. Uh, we all know that uh, when you rent a car, it can often be a 4 by 4 vehicle, even if it's meant for going on the tarmac. Uh, so sometimes they aren't in the best of condition. But the car rental companies do care for these vehicles, and they do tend to make fairly good margins on selling well-looked-after, reasonably low-mileage vehicles into the used car market where perhaps a buyer can't afford a new car, but wants the reliability and perhaps the warranty of buying a trusted known vehicle from a known brand. It's very interesting there as well. Let's talk about City Lodge. Uh, Anthony, in my mind, City Lodge is one of the few, I think, left uh, hospitality companies that are pure uh, hotel play. Uh, they don't do anything else, just their hoteling. Absolutely. Uh, this company's been around for, for decades. Uh, it went through a very tough period a few years ago where it had to restructure its business. Uh, one of its black empowerment equity stru structures uh, basically went to the wall and had to sell assets in East Africa and, uh, and raise money. Uh, as it stands right now, then, uh, sorry, then COVID came along, which meant that the hospitality sector, as we all knew, uh, really took a back seat as nobody was allowed to travel and room occupancy rates went basically to zero. But you still had to have a cost of maintaining this property and a certain skeleton staff. Post-COVID and the resumption of tourism into this country, uh, room occupancy rates um, and average room rental rates, which are the key metrics to defining how well a uh, hotelier is doing, have been rising quite sharply. And as of the, the, June, in, the June year end results of City Lodge, uh, they had room occupancy rates at 56% and they continue to climb. Uh, the October numbers were very encouraging and the average room rates uh, year on year were up 12%. You know, at the end of the day, uh, a hotelier makes his money on the number of rooms that are let out at the highest possible rate. And again, with tourist season underway here, particularly in Cape Town and hopefully in Natal, um, we should see a very good uh, season coming from the hotel sector, which encompasses City Lodge, 
And of course, on the other side of the of the table, uh, you've got Soho also owning operations, and of course, Southern Sun as well with its chain of hotels. But Steady Lodge at four rand forty three. Year to date is down 12.4%, market value 2.7 billion rand, has a very interesting dynamic. I broke a story some months ago that uh, uh, an anonymous uh, uh, person had taken a 10% stake in Steady Lodge called HSS. I quickly tracked down that HSS was a subsidiary of Soho, which was very interesting given they'd uh, sold their hotel assets to focus purely on gaming. So it's interesting that a gaming company having unbundled its, uh, its hotel assets into a separate listing, took a 10% stake in a rival operator. Nobody knows what they want to do. They're sitting there very quietly, but it adds some interest uh, into the hotel sector, especially in the uh, hopefully booming tourism season. Certainly stuff that you only see in movies, <laughs> Anthony. I'm also keen to get your thoughts on uh, their uh their investment in their beverage and food business. It seems that they realized that they had a bit of a gap there and they're trying to beef that up uh, to make themselves more relevant. Is that worth the investment for them? Uh, or are they okay just to be a lock up and go? No, I think um, uh, hotels in this country have clearly had to evolve uh, since the pandemic. Now, City Lodge back in the day, uh, as we all know, uh, was predominantly a business traveler location. You would fly between Joburg, Cape Town, Joburg, Bloemfontein and the other large cities. And you would stay in a city lodge because it was affordable. It was clean. You knew exactly what you got. It was, it, you know, it was as per the tin. It was clean, comfortable, reliable and well located. But we're now in a, in a period where people are doing far more leisure travel. And business travelers sort of waned because we're all doing things online. Look at us here. Mm-hmm. The days of us being in studio is over. We're now doing everything by Zoom or by MS Teams. But tourists want to travel. And when they want to travel, they want a location which has all the basic amenities that they need, you know, for breakfast, lunch, dinner. And City Lodge has to adapt with what tourism wants. So by investing in trying to capture more of that tourism spend, not just on the room itself, but perhaps, you know, through beverages and meals, again, aids the overall margin of the uh, of a company. And that's exactly what City Lodge is trying to do by upgrading uh, a number of its hotels to try and capture more of that in-house spend. Why should a tourist spend his money going outside for breakfast or dinner when perhaps they can be, uh, you know, looked after internally, which I think is a smart move. And let's talk about Premier now. Uh, that's the comeback hit on the JSE. Uh, how did that land? I think with investors, important to note, especially because they released a set of numbers yesterday. Anthony, also keen to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, Premier, as you say, uh, was unlisted for quite a number of years. I've actually just written a piece on Premier uh, for the Financial Mail, which will be out at the end of the year, mm-hmm. your sister publication. And it's interesting that the company was founded uh, in the 19th century as a single bakery here in Cape Town. It's, it's now near 8 billion rand in market value. Uh, it listed on the JSE in 1960. It delisted in 2005. And it's now predominantly owned by the uh, private equity business Breit, which from memory owns 47%. Christo Visa, the billionaire entrepreneur, owns 31, and institutions own 21%. Now, the listing that was due to happen in December 2022 was curtailed because of weak market conditions, and it sprang back to life uh, in March this year at uh, just under 54 rand. But the share price year-to-date has been trapped in a very narrow trading range between 50 and 60 rand. But after results yesterday, which saw headline earnings per share pop 25%, uh, to three rand thirty one, um, the share price is trading this morning at uh, sixty two rand eighteen, and uh, I can see the share price possibly moving higher. 
as the market suddenly realizes that it's extremely well run and very focused uh, food business involved predominantly in, in bread, flour and related products, uh, confectionery and personal care actually has some substantial legs, has maintained and improved its margin. But the key to the stock is repaying debt. The debt it had, it had on its balance sheet at listing is rapidly being extinguished and a billion rand will have been repaid by the end of this year, which again improves the underlying metrics of this company, which is exactly what investors want in a high interest rate environment. And the key as well is that its key input cost, which is wheat, is down 11% year on year, which means it can make extra margin. Uh, if it can't put up prices, if the input cost is cheaper, it can get margin back from lower costs. And that's exactly what Premier is doing. It's a very well-run, a seamless business, experts in what it does. What it does do is simple, but it does it extremely well. They said yesterday that they were looking to really focus on bakery. And I'm wondering if there's anything else they could have focused on, just considering already how much they do with the wheat and with the flour, for instance. Uh, and then it's just the organic way in which Premier will grow. You know, 84% of uh, Premier's business comes from Millbake, uh, its baking and flour operation, which is quite dominant. It's a real um, engine behind the growth of the company. And sometimes there's a great deal to be said in sticking to a company that does one thing, but does it extremely well. You get economies of scale, you get efficiency, you get reinvestment in always being hopefully the lowest cost producer. But bread is bread is bread. But we all know that in this country, that bread is a staple of you know, the masses. But there are always people prepared to pay a premium for slightly better quality differentiation. Um, Premier did mention yesterday it is looking for acquisitions in the grocery channel. Uh, but those acquisitions do tend to be quite expensive. Uh, the price earnings ratios from private from private sellers have yet to come down to realistic levels, given the state of the economy and the derating we've seen in the market. And I don't think that Premier is going to jump heads in looking for deals to bulk up its basket just to do deals. It'll just stick to what it does and will just eke out additional margin by being the most efficient operator in its uh, category, which in this case is bread. I think prudence is definitely what we're looking for in a good stock at this point, Anthony. I'm keen to get your thoughts on the rating here. Would you rank these one, two, three um, in the order that you would buy them if you're a retail investor with some money around? Well, it depends on your risk tolerance. At the end of the day, everybody has to eat. Uh, and, you know, bread is a, is a basic staple and we, we can't say no to chocolate and sweeties. So on a, on a P of 9.4 historic, I would be uh, very happy to own Premier Milling or Premier Group. Uh, you know, if we, if we were to see an off day in the marketplace. CMH is a small cap company trading at 27 Rand. It, uh, it's been flat year on year, but it pays a very, very good dividend. And I like the fact that management are major shareholders in this company. And they founded the company 50 years ago and they're still running it. They're now in their 70s. Okay. Uh, City Lodge is a fantastic play, but a lot of the easy money has been made. But the tourism sector continues to be great for this economy. So if I were to rank these one, two, three in a personal view, I would, it would be Premier, CMH and City Lodge. And Anthony, what's our educational segment for today? Well, you asked me to look at return on equity or uh, <laughs> the simple term is ROE. Mm -hmm. yes. That's basically a gauge of the, uh, uh, the profitability and efficiency of a company. You know, how can it actually turn the underlying shareholders' equity into, into money? So the underlying formula is net income or net earnings divided by shareholders' equity gives you return on equity. And what you basically want is a company which has a very high return on equity, if possible, compared to its peers, which means it is being far more efficient in re 
using the money that you've given it as a management to generate returns. So a company that has a general high ROE uh, Jenny has a much better rating by the market. Uh, it's a far more trusted and uh, l- long-term uh, uh, prospect than a company, understandably, which has a, re- a low return on equity, which tends to squander your money on not getting decent returns. So today, I'd say go for a company with a steady, consistent, growing, long-term return on equity. You will not go wrong in the longer term. Well, Anthony, it's always a pleasure speaking to you. Thank you so much for joining us today on Picks. And that was Anthony Clark from Small Talk Daily Research with your Tuesday edition of Stock Picks. And that's all from the Business Lunch team this afternoon. We're back tomorrow, same time, same place. So that's who brings you the close at half past five this evening. But until then, stay tuned for lots more coming up right here on Prison State TV.